From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord, publishers and ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, in the heart of Tennessee, with Tennessee and the world at heart, this is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. What a joy it is to welcome you today. It's Tuesday, and we're just thankful to the Lord for the privilege to be right here five days a week and spend a little time each day with an open Bible talking about the good things that God's given to us to work with. You know, every single one of us, when we come into this world, we're in need of a Savior. And early on in our life, the quicker we realize we're a sinner, the quicker we realize that we need to be saved, the better. And so at whatever stage in the game we do become aware of all of that, and we put our trust in the Savior, then we are born into the family of God. We become one of God's children. And uh, the Bible has all kinds of help. It's like a roadmap that will guide us in our Christian life. And that's why when we get together here every day, we talk about the things God's given us in the Bible, and those things, they strengthen us every step of the way. They'll enable you to have a stronger marriage, build a stronger family, do well in your business. I mean, all kinds of things the Bible addresses and deals with that will help you to have the kind of Christian influence and impact that you ought to have as an individual. So we're thankful, very, very thankful for all of that. Now, the last several days, in fact, uh, for about two weeks now, we've been looking at Psalm 37 that has a lot of details and really a lot of things that I'll just call bullet points because they are powerful statements that enable us to see the full picture and to get things in place that we need to have in place. Now, yesterday, I read for you the uh, verses that uh, are marked as 27 through 31, and I want to read those again today because we didn't quite get done looking at all the detail yesterday. And we talked about yesterday the forever factor that's included in these verses. Now today, I want to address this subject, the marks of maturity. And I think this will be a help to you. In just a moment, I'll read the verse. I remind you, July 17 through 20, the National Sword of the Lord Conference is coming. And I hope you'll get on our website at swordofthelord.com. Check us out and check out the conference. I would love for you to be there. All right, let's look at our passage, Psalm 37, verse 27. The Bible says, Depart from evil and do good and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loveth judgment and forsaketh not his saints. They are preserved forever. But the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. The mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom, and his tongue talketh of judgment. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. And today I want to add verse 34 that says, Wait on the Lord and keep his way and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. Now, these are very, very special verses because they tell us a lot about how the Lord deals with us. And yesterday we looked at the forever factor there, and I showed you how that five times the concept of forever is included in those verses. Now, today we're going to look at some details about maturity, and here they are. In verse 30, he says, "...the mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom." and his tongue talketh of judgment. Now, 
Whenever we think about how God's people speak, how God's people converse in their daily conversation, the things that we say, the things that we don't say, all of those are important concepts and enable us to either speak wisely or speak foolishly. And a lot of people are such, well, what we'll call motor mouths. They say things oftentimes without thought, or they say things without principle. They may say things that are done without giving any consideration to its consequences. And in all of that, there's just going to be a lot of foolish things done. But when God's people line up with him, we're born again because we've trusted Christ. And then we begin to listen to what the Lord has told us in his word about how we behave. And listen, one of the strong things that we all need to get control of is our mouth. We need full control of our mouth. A lot of people seem to be just intent on popping off about every little thing. They come to conclusions and announce them many times before they have all the facts in place. I mean, a lot of people, if they didn't jump to conclusions, wouldn't be going anywhere at all. But they jump every time that they can, even without thought. And sometimes they put all of that into motion with their mouth, and they're saying things that within a matter of minutes or days, they prove to be false. They're not anywhere near what the facts are. And the Bible says God's people have access to wisdom that enables them to use their mouth in a wise way. I think the Lord would have us to do that. He would have us to be wise. Uh, You know, just sitting in an airport, as I do a good bit, I can hear a lot of conversations. Sometimes the people are sitting behind me on the airplane. I hear the conversation. You can listen without even wanting to, and you can often hear things that ought not to come out of anybody's mouth, much less the mouth of a Christian. And whenever we think about such things, there are vulgarities, there are profane things, things that just should never, ever be uttered. And when somebody does utter those things, they're playing the fool. They're not demonstrating maturity. They're not demonstrating common sense. They're not demonstrating wisdom at all. So this passage says God's people do have access to wisdom that will put their mouth in proper motion. Now, there's a second thing said in that 30th verse that says, "...and the righteous man's tongue shall talk of judgment." Now, what are we talking about here? Well, we're talking about how that he communicates from the standpoint of full understanding. This is not talking about judgment in the sense of God's judgment of things, like in uh, doing what may come from the book of Revelation or something like that. But we're talking about discernment. We're talking about here where we make proper evaluations. Whenever we speak, We're speaking what has been properly evaluated that's coming from understanding, that's coming from discernment. And you know, discernment, the Bible talks about discernment. The New Testament talks about discernment and spiritually discerning things. That means discerning them as God discerns them. And listen, that is a missing commodity with a lot of people today. It's one of those things that uh, so many people, it's just like, I'll think whatever I want to think, and they don't realize that they need to govern and gear their thinking according to whatever principles God has given to us. So yes, the mouth is a part of your testimony. 
the way you utilize that little instrument in your mouth called the tongue. I mean, James chapter 3 has a lot to say about the tongue and how it can be like a deadly fire. But uh, at the same time, you and I can get control of that. And we can let our tongue be sanctified. I mean, we can let it be spiritualized. We can let it be eternalized. We can let the character of God take hold of our tongue so that we behave in a way that is a good testimony, that is a good representation of the Lord who saved us. Now, look at verse 31. This verse says, The law of his God, talking about the righteous man, the law of his God is in his heart. Now, the servant of God has what this passage calls the law of God in his heart. If you're having to read a signpost every time you have to make a decision, uh, you're probably going to find some times when you're in between the signs and there's no signpost to be read. When I'm driving down the interstate, sometimes I'll say, I wonder what the speed limit is here, or I wonder what route I'm on. And whenever there's no sign handy, I have to wait a half a mile till there's a next sign. And you can get off at the wrong ramp. You can uh, do a lot of things that you should not do because the signpost is not handy. So what I'm saying here is, if you're having to wait for somebody to be standing in your path to tell you what to do, that's uh, one thing, and you may have some lag time there that would keep you from doing right. But if you have the law of God in your heart, in other words, if you study the Word of God and get the principles of God's Word logged in your heart, you say, well, I don't know that I can recite everything that I've studied. I don't know that I could recount every principle out of the Bible just verbatim. No, I don't think any of us could. But whenever we have studied the Bible sufficiently, there are some things that we know. For instance, if I were to say to you, don't tell a lie— you would say, well, I know that's a Bible principle, but you might not be able to tell me what the chapter and verse is, but you've got it down. You know that lying is inappropriate, or stealing is inappropriate, or adultery is inappropriate. We know all of those things. How do we know them? Because it's in the Bible. We've studied the Bible, and you say, well, where is it in the Bible? Well, let's go dig up a concordance, and we'll find out where it is, and we'll find it. But you may not be able to quote it exactly, but you know what is there. You say, what are you trying to tell us? You've got the law of God in your heart when that's the case. Now, if there's something that comes up that you haven't studied, you may have to go get the concordance and see what it says about that particular matter. But as you read your Bible, as you study your Bible, as you go to Sunday school, as you listen to your pastor, as you listen to this broadcast, and whatever else that you use to access study and the information that you need to study from the Word of God, the principles of God will be just one step at a time getting logged into your heart. And whenever you get those logged into your heart, it's going to make a difference in how you do. Some issue comes up, and, uh, well, it might be convenient to tell a lie, but you won't do it because you know the principle. And other such things as that, because the law of God is in your heart. Now, the second part of verse 31 says, None of his steps shall slide. Talking about the righteous man. Remember what we looked at early here in the chapter in verse 23? It said, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he, the good man, delighteth in his, that is, in God's way. The good man delights in God's way. So the man who is really walking with the Lord, he's letting his steps be ordered of the Lord. And then this 31st verse says, None of his steps shall slide. 
That means this guy is not going to be slipping and sliding all over the road. This means this guy is going to have his feet on solid ground. And whenever you think about really counting on him, he's not going to be sliding off down the hill somewhere. He's going to be on track, anchored in the Word of God, anchored in the principles that he's learned from the Bible. And this man will not be sliding back. That's a Bible term, you know, backsliding. It's in the Old Testament, I think, 14 different times, that term, backsliding. And it doesn't mean somebody's lost salvation, but it just means they're slipping back into a carnal lifestyle or they're slipping back into the ways of the world. And whenever he talks about backsliding, and this passage says, well, his steps are not going to be sliding. He's not going back where the world is. So how do we deal with this and how do we get where we need to be? Well, verse 34 that we added here to the text, it says, Wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. Whenever we talk about waiting on the Lord, that could mean that we need to be patient and just stand still for a little bit and give the Lord time to do things in his time. But oftentimes that word wait means to serve. It means to serve the Lord. You know, when we went to a restaurant years ago, we were looking for a waiter or a waitress. Now, these days, they've changed the terminology, of course, but we know what we mean when somebody is a waiter or a waitress. What are they doing? Well, they're serving us. They are serving us. And this passage says we do well, and whether you take it as being patient or serving the Lord, either way, you are looking to the Lord as you ought to, and you're keeping His way And the Lord promises there's good things that come with that. That's His royal promise to you. So these marks of maturity, they're good marks. And I hope that you have them already lined up in your life. Well, listen, it's been a joy to be with you today. And I trust you'll join me again tomorrow. But in the meantime, I'd love to hear from you. So write me a note. Dr. Shelton Smith at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. And until tomorrow, God bless you. Have a good rest of this day and goodbye for now.